Grab your Bibles, if you would, and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm going to read a couple of verses here, and uh, uh, we'll uh, get into the thought this evening. And, but I want to preach tonight on a subject that uh, I have to be honest with you. I'm sad, sad to say that I've not preached enough through the years on this subject. Um, I was just talking with Brother Bond came up and said, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but Brother Bond came up to me uh, before the service and he said, man, he said, you know, I hadn't got to say, uh, uh, you know, goodbye to you or whatever, you know, or, but he said, uh, he said, I just want to tell you, man, I still remember when you first came and, and uh, when uh, uh, he said, I was just starting to come to the church. I wasn't even saved at that time. And he said, man, he said, I'm going to tell you, you preach so fiery, you scared the fire out of me every time you preached. And I said, yeah, well, some people say that, uh, uh, that I've changed a lot through these years. But anyway, uh, uh, the truth is we preach a lot on sin and we have to. We, we preach a lot on hell and we have to. We preach a lot on the, the truths and the precept of, of the law of what God's word has to say and we have to. But there's a subject that doesn't seem like we preach enough on. And you say, what's that, Brother Martin? Heaven. Heaven. I want to preach just a little bit on heaven tonight. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and you know these verses, but look with me if you would. In verse number 9, it says this. It says, but as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. You know, I was thinking of, uh, when I put this little thought together, I was thinking of the song, and uh, you may have heard this song before, Thank God for Heaven. And uh, it's, a, it's a, just a sweet song, and we sure ought to thank God for Heaven. We ought to thank God for all that uh, has to do with Heaven. The truth of the matter is, again, we preach so hard on hell, we preach so hard on sin, and we preach so hard on on those things that I think sometimes we lose focus on the thing that's the most important for us as a child of God. What we're going to be, we're going to be with Him for all eternity one day. Amen. And we need to keep our mind focused on it. I believe if we would, we wouldn't get as depressed as we get. Amen. We wouldn't get as, as uh, defeated as we get in our life. Hey, uh, what does it say there in 2 Corinthians chapter 4? Uh, uh, for the, the, the things of this world, the, uh, the, uh, these light, the light affliction that we go through, it works a far more eternal and exceeding way to glory in our life. Amen. And we're going to get to see him one day. Amen. And uh, so I want to preach for just a few moments on this thought. Seven reasons why I'm looking forward to heaven. Seven reasons why I'm looking forward to heaven. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for the privilege to be able to uh, be here tonight to the, uh, with our church family that we love so much, Father. And I, I, I pray that you would uh, use the message to encourage uh, the saints. I pray that you would, uh, Father, help us maybe just to be recharged a little bit. I think sometimes we get so caught up in everything else that we forget where we're going. God, help us to remember the destination. Help us to remember what you have prepared for us there. God, encourage us tonight, and we'll be very careful to give you the honor and the glory and the praise you alone deserve, for it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Turn with me, if you would, to Revelation chapter 22. We'll give you the first one here, Revelation chapter 22. Again, seven reasons why I'm looking forward to heaven, and I'll give you the point. We'll read the, the, the verses here. It's got to be the number one point for everybody, I would hope, it's simply this, I get to see Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
Boy, I don't know about you, but boy, Brother Horner, I see that smile across your face. I am sure looking forward to seeing Jesus. Amen. What a day that's going to be. Look at Revelation chapter 22, verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, on the other side, on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the, the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God uh, and uh, of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Verse 4 and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. Paul, what a day that's going to be. What a day that'll be when we get to see our Savior face to face. Well, what is your relationship with him like today? I'm telling you, if your relationship with him is as sweet as it ought to be, you're longing and looking forward to that day when you're going to get to see him face to face. I think of old Fanny Crosby and the song that, that she wrote. I mean, she's, she... she uh, from the time she was uh, just a little baby, lost her eyesight, never had eyesight at all. And people many times would, would say to her, you know, uh, you're probably just uh, 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 so uh, uh, heart sick about not being able to see things and not being able to, uh, you know, to understand the way people understand as, they be, as they're able to behold things. And, and she said, oh, friend, she said, I, I'm so thankful that I, that I can't see right now. Because she says the very first moment that I get to see, I'm going to see my Savior face to face. And she wrote that song, face to face. Face to face with Christ my Savior. Face to face, what will it be? When with rapture I behold him, Jesus Christ who died for me. Boy, what a time that's going to be to get to see the Savior face to face. Are you looking forward to it? Are you looking forward to seeing him tonight? Well, I sure am. Uh, I get to see Jesus uh, in Revelation chapter 19. If you flip back just a couple pages, notice what it says here. In, uh, in verse number 11, it says, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness, he that judge and make war. Now, of course, this is preceding that uh, uh, being in heaven eternally. This is uh, when he returns. And uh, by the way, we're going to be with him. Amen. And it goes on to say, in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him. Hey, we're going to be with them. Amen. Upon white horses clothed in the uh, and fine linen, uh, white and clean, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, uh, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God, and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. I love that. It's all capitalized there. Amen. What do you mean? We're talking about the Savior, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Man, we're going to be with him one day. We're going to return to this earth one day with him, but we're going to spend all eternity in heaven with him too. Amen. Well, I know about you, but for me, one of the greatest things about heaven is that I get to see Jesus. Amen. The second thing I think uh, for me when I'm uh, thinking about this, what I'm looking forward to in heaven, and this has got to be number two on most of our list, what's that? The devil won't be there. Amen. Amen. Man, you think about that. 
that old slew foot, everything that he's thrown at you and I through the years, how he's keep us, kept us beat down, how he's oppressed us, how he's uh, worked together with the flesh to cause us to do a lot of the things that we get involved with and do, he's not gonna have an opportunity to be there. Amen. What a day that'll be. In Revelation chapter 20 and uh, verse number 10, man, think about this. It says, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Amen. You know what that means? He ain't gonna be there. Amen. We're not gonna have to deal with him anymore when we get to heaven. Yes, we're battling him now. Yes, he's uh, right on the radar. Why? Because he's, he's looking at us trying to take us out. You know what it says in 1 Peter chapter 5? Hey, he is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. He's trying to take us out, but one day he's gonna be taken out. Hallelujah, glory to God. We're not gonna have to worry about him anymore. The devil won't be there. Revelation 21 and verse number 27, notice what it says there. It says, uh, and there shall in no wise enter into it, speaking of heaven, anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Again, that means he ain't gonna be there, amen. Why? Because he is the father of lies. John chapter six tells us that, or John chapter eight. Uh, what are you saying? I'm saying we're not gonna have to worry about him one day. Yeah, we're fighting him right now. Yeah, we're battling him right now. But one of the sweetest things about heaven is Jesus will be there and the devil won't. Amen. Boy, it makes it awful special to look forward to. Awful special to think about and keep before us. Sometimes we get so caught up in everything around about us and we get caught up in the... Uh, I guess you'd say the infirmities of the flesh. The things that the flesh causes us to do and the things that the devil works on and, and we tend to lose sight that you know what? God knows who we are and he knows we're but flesh. Man, he's preparing a place for us. We ought to be looking forward to it and keeping our eyes focused on it. I get to see Jesus. The devil won't be there. Here's the third one. Boy, I, I, I thank God for this. No more sin. No more sin. Well, I don't know about you, but the older I get, the more I hate it, the more I hate it, the more I hate this old body, the more I hate the sinful nature of who I am. But there's coming a day, glory to God, Amen. where there'll be no more. And we won't have to deal with it anymore. Second, uh, Peter chapter three and verse number 13 uh, makes this statement. I wanna read it because of what it says here. It says, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Amen. What do you mean? No more sin there. Hey, it's going to be all dwelling in righteousness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know about you, but I'm sure looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the time when I don't have to worry about sin. Hey, what about this? Revelation chapter 21. Just think about all the, all the other things that, that are going to happen at that same time. In second, or, uh, uh, Revelation chapter 21 and uh, verse number one, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth and the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Boy, you think about this verse four, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death 
neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. Boy, I don't know about you, but that sure makes me want to rejoice and shout. What do you mean? Hey, there's no more sin. Yes, there's no more tears. Hey, there's no more death. There's no more sorrow. There's no more crying. There's no more pain. It's all passed away. Amen. Why are we so defeated? Why do we live such a defeated life, man? We ought to keep our sights focused on heaven, man. There's a wonderful place that we're going to one day. I'm looking forward to it. How can we even fathom it? By the way, can I add in there, no more doubt. Boy, doubt is the biggest tool of the devil. The devil uses doubt against every one of us in so many ways. That's going to be done away with too. But I think about all these things, the tears, the death, the sorrow, the crying, the pain. And every one of you, when I say those words, I'm sure your mind runs to something. And you think about something that you've had to endure or had to go through. And maybe something that you're even going through right now. Maybe something that's just been a, a, a true burden in your heart and in your life. Well, guess what? It ain't going to be there in heaven. Heaven is a wonderful place, <laughs> a wonderful place. We all ought to be keeping our sights focused on it. Man, I, I, I don't know about you, but man, I'm, I'm sure looking forward to heaven. And again, the older I get, the more I'm looking forward to it. I know what it is. all you young people out there, you're saying, man, I don't want to go yet. I don't want to go yet. <laughs> Hold on. Um, I, I can remember when I was younger and I thought, man, I just, I want to get married. Okay. I want to get married, you know, and then you get married and then you say, well, I want to do that. I want to have kids. And then, then you have kids. Well, I want to do this and I want to do that. But the truth of the matter is the older you get, the more your sights are set on it, the more you're looking forward to it. I'm sure looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting to see Jesus. I'm looking forward to the fact that the devil ain't going to be there. I'm looking forward to the fact that I ain't going to have to worry about sin no more. I'm not going to have to worry about tears and death and sorrow and crying and pain. Amen. Turn with me, if you would, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Notice what it says here. Verse one says, for you know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not uh, made with hands eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed we shall not be found naked for we that are in this tabernacle do groan being burdened not for that we should be unclothed but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the self same thing is God who also hath given us uh, unto us the earnest of the spirit. What's, what's this one brother Martin? Man I don't know about you but I'm sure looking forward to a glorified body. Man, I'm looking forward. Aren't you, Brother Horner? Man, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to no more aches and pains. And uh, as I, uh, the older I get, the, the more the pains are there every morning when you wake up or you, you drive somewhere. Me and my wife, as I said, I, you think I'm kidding you, being on the road and traveling and putting all the miles on the road and everything, uh, the old body creaks. And sometimes when we stop, <clears throat> my daughter laughs at us. She'll say, are you guys coming or not? <laughs> well, just hold on a minute, okay? The body don't move like it used to move. Give me time to get it. Turn, thank you. <laughs> give, give me time to get my legs turned out of the car so I can get up out of it. Amen. 
What are you saying? Man, I'm looking forward to a glorified body. Amen. One that ain't going to hurt anymore. One that works. Hey, one that runs like it used to run. Amen. <laughs> Maybe even faster than it used to run. Preacher, you'll be able to play basketball better again. That's <laughs> I'm telling you, the first time I played basketball with him, I thought, man, this guy could have played professional ball. This guy was a basketball player. Now I look at him and say, uh-huh, well. <laughs> what are you saying? A glorified body, preacher, amen. A glorified body, amen. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know about you. And you know, some of you young people say, I don't even know what you're talking about. You just wait, you will. <laughs> The day's coming, the time's coming where you'll recognize it. Look over in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, if you would. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Man, I love these verses. Verse number uh, 42 says this. It says, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Skip down if you would uh, to verse number 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption uh, inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O grave, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. What are you saying, Brother Martin? I'm saying I'm looking forward to a glorified body, a body that doesn't sin anymore, a body that doesn't hurt and ache anymore, amen. A body that is uh, formed uh, the way God intended for us to be formed, created, and to work. It has to be a glorified body to be eternal. That's the only way. That's the only way it, it, uh, uh, that we're gonna get into heaven is with a glorified body, amen. Thank God for that. Again, this old body does groan. It groans and longs for that sinless body, that body that doesn't have to go through all that these bodies go through. So I'm, what, are, what are you looking forward to, Brother Martin? Well, I'm looking forward to heaven because I get to see Jesus. I'm looking forward to heaven because the devil ain't gonna be there. I'm looking forward to heaven because of all those things that we don't have to go through anymore, the tears and the death, the sorrow, the crying, the pain. I'm looking forward to heaven to receive that glorified body. Number five, I'm looking forward to heaven because I'm gonna to get to see those gone on before. Man, I think right away about my mama. There's no way I'd be doing what I'm doing today had it not been for a mama who loved the Lord. You know my testimony, you know what I went through, you know the terrible situation that we grew up in as children. There was one strong, solid foundation it was my mama I can still remember her sitting on the end of the bed while my dad was out doing what he was doing with their bible open at night mom only had a seventh grade education 
but she'd sit there and read her Bible at night. And I'd sit up beside her and say, Mom, what you reading? And she'd start reading the scriptures to me. What are you saying? I'm looking forward to seeing my mom again. I'm looking forward to seeing her brother, my Uncle Charlie. You see, he was the one preaching the night I got saved. He was one of those old-timey, if you would, backwoods, backhill kind of meetings as uh, we got together for a family reunion. Mom had 11 brothers and sisters in the hills of North Carolina. They got together, and one of one of them could read uh, they couldn't read music, but they could play instruments like you ain't never heard before. And they'd, they'd play those instruments, and we'd get to singing, and man, they'd be, they'd be singing the old hymns and old songs of the faith, and man, my, my uncle or my grandpa, one of the two, would get up and start preaching. And my uncle got up preaching that night. He was preaching on Isaiah 40, 31, but they that wait upon the Lord. So I renew their strength. The Holy Ghost convicted me that I needed a Savior that night. I can't, I can't even tell you a prayer I prayed. I can't even tell you. All I know is I knew that I was going to hell and I knew that Jesus came to save me and I knelt at a little old wooden chair and accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior that night. Man, I, I, I thank my Uncle Charlie. Uh, I thanked him so many times before he passed away. Uh, not Even before he passed away, by the way, he was very integral in, uh, in my life in uh, my step of stepping out by faith to trust the Lord and going to evangelism. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him again. Opportunity to, to, get, to get together again. I'm looking forward to seeing my, my father-in-law. My father-in-law passed away uh, a long time ago now, but I, he was the greatest prayer warrior that we had in our family. When, when we made the decision to go in the ministry, there was a lot of family that was, you're crazy. <laughs> you, you, what are you doing? You can't do this. You can't. There's a lot of people that fought against us, not my father-in-law. Well, my father-in-law was right there behind me. My father-in-law prayed for us. He was, he, he, was, he was a strength and a backbone for us. While we were in the ministry, man, he, he just encouraged us. He was the greatest prayer warrior that I had. I'm looking forward to seeing him again. I'm looking forward to seeing my, my mother-in-law. She just passed away not, not this past year. I'm looking forward to being able to see her again. Again, godly woman. Thank God for her. I'm looking forward to friends and, 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 and other family members. We had a 27-year-old niece that passed away. What a godly young lady she was. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing her again. Uh, I'm looking forward, by the way, to seeing the great cloud of witnesses. Turn to uh, Hebrews chapter 12. You know this passage, but uh, you know we're compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses. Amen. You say, well, wasn't that for somebody else? <laughs> That's for us. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, wherefore, seeing also we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. What do you say? Hey, the Bible very clearly tells us here that there's a great cloud of witnesses in heaven. Man, they're cheering us on. They're trying to encourage us to stay in the battle and keep going. Hey, we're gonna get to see them all one day. Amen. Can you imagine being able to sit and talk with Abraham? Can you imagine being able to sit and talk with Moses? Amen. Can you imagine being able to sit and talk with David and these men? They're, they're, in, they're in heaven. We're gonna get to see them one day. Amen. I'm looking forward to the day we get to see. By the way, I'm looking forward to the day in heaven that we get to see the people that we've had an opportunity to have an impact in their life and maybe even win them to the Lord. Amen. Amen. 
And I, I was thinking about, uh, I may have told this story here before, but I, uh, when I was in the fire department, I, I, uh, I worked a side job and um, we worked 24 hour shifts. We worked uh, 24 hours on and, and uh, 48 uh, hours off. And so uh, uh, we, had, uh, we had time to work a second job. And there was a guy in the fire department who uh, was a farmer. He, he was a, a driver. He drove the big tower truck, but he uh, farmed on his days off, had a big farm. And, and so I helped him and we would do uh, 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 pickles during the summertime and pumpkins in the fall. And uh, it's hard work, but uh, uh, anyway, uh, good guy, but lost as a goose in a snowstorm. I mean, he, he, you talk to him and, and uh, he'd give you the shirt off his back, but you try to talk to him about the Lord and he'd say, oh, come on. He'd t- so many times he told me, he said, oh, Danny, come on. You know, you know that, that God's going to let me in, man. I'm a good guy. Think about this. I'm, I said, it's not based on you, Paul. It's based on what Jesus Christ did. You've got to trust Christ. You got so many times I witnessed to him. Well, I went in the ministry and, and I hadn't seen him in a long time. I hadn't seen any of the firemen in a long time. And, and, uh, I ended up, uh, in a meeting in Ohio, and I had heard that Paul, again, being a good, good neighbor, was cutting his neighbor's grass, and he was on a tractor, and the tractor rolled over. He fell out, and the tractor rolled on top of him and killed him. And so uh, I, I heard that, and I, uh, uh, um, but I was in this meeting in Northwest Ohio. That was in Michigan, and, and I'm preaching. And after the meeting, a lady comes up to me, and she says, uh, are you the Dan Martin that was a fireman in Ann Arbor, Michigan? And I said, uh, yes, I am. And um, I don't know how she knew that or whatever. How she, maybe I said something about being a fireman, but she put it together. And uh, she said, uh, then you had to know my grandson. And I said, your grandson, who was that? And she said, Paul Barnes. And I said, oh, man. I said, yeah, I knew Paul. I said, man, I worked with him. I worked on the farm with him. I said, <clears throat> rode with him a lot, traveled around, you know, taking, delivering stuff and everything. I said, uh, and she said, did you hear about? And I said, yeah, I heard that he had passed away. And she said, you know what? She said, I wish you could have been at the funeral. And I said, ma'am, I wish I, wish I could have been there too. And uh, she said, it was so sweet. And I just kind of paused and I thought, so sweet. And she could tell the look on my face. She goes, I bet you didn't hear. And I said, hear? And she said, Paul got saved about six months before he died. <laughs> it sent a shiver down my spine. You say, you didn't lead him to the Lord? No, but I witnessed to him. I love the guy, man. I'm looking for, I get to see Paul in heaven now. Amen. What are you saying, man? There's people gone on before. People that, we're gonna see people in heaven that you tried to witness to and you thought nothing happened and you're gonna see them in heaven one day. Amen. It's gonna be a wonderful time. We're going to get to see a cloud of witnesses and we're going to get to see those that have gone on before. Let me say number six that why I'm looking forward to heaven is because simply it's going to be better than you and I can even imagine. Can't even fathom it. Look back, I already read 1 Corinthians 2, 9, but look back at Isaiah 64. You know this verse goes along with it. Isaiah chapter 64 and um, verse number Verse number four. It says, for since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. 
and we can't even fathom what it's going to be like. Can't even fathom what heaven's going to be like. It's going to be so much better than what we can even comprehend. You say, well, why, why do you say that, Brother Martin? Hey, we're going to see the literal word of God. <laughs> hey, we're going to see Jesus. Amen. Uh, we're going to see a throne. We're, we're going to, uh, everything is going to be pure. Everything is going to be uh, incorruptible, uncorrupted. It's going to be the most amazing thing. We can't, that's why the Bible doesn't say as much about heaven as it does so many other things. Why? Because God's got so much prepared for us that we can't even fathom it. We can't even, can't even fathom what we're going to see. Just think about everything that we looked at in Scripture tonight already, the things that, we're, that are going to be there. But it goes way beyond that. Boy, what a, what a wonderful place heaven's going to be. Let me say lastly, why I'm looking forward to heaven. Number, well, I got three things here. Number one is it's, it's eternal. Amen. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4. You know, we think of this life. The, the problem is that we are, we are human. And in this life and in our humanity, we look at everything from a temporal viewpoint. But heaven's eternal. Heaven is going to be forever and ever and ever and ever. We, we read this at funerals all the time. But boy, it ought to be an encouragement to us even now. Verse 15, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that ye which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Notice, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. Amen. It goes on to say, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Man, heaven's an eternal place. Amen. We ain't ever going to leave it. Amen. You're not going to want to leave it. Amen. It's going to be a wonderful place. But by the way, can I say again, no goodbyes. No goodbyes. There'll be no goodbyes in heaven. There won't be any goodbyes when uh, through death, through somebody passing on. And uh, everyone that sits here, I mean, I look across the crowd and I see people that have lost family members since I've been here in the five years that I've been here. I think about, uh, about Kirkland leaving and going on. And uh, boys, a lot, of you, a lot of you had to say goodbye. There ain't gonna be no more goodbyes in heaven. Amen. It's gonna be a wonderful place. First Peter chapter one and verse number four, it says this. Actually, verse number three says, <clears throat> Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. Amen. What are you saying? I'm saying it's eternal. There'll be no more goodbyes. And one last thing, can I say this? No more time. We live in this world by time. Everything is geared by time. Guess what? Not in heaven. There'll be no more time kept. You're not going to see a clock. I, you say, show me scripture and verse on that. That's in the MIV, Martin International Version. But anyway, <laughs> you're not going to see a clock in heaven. Why? We're not going to have to worry about time anymore. 
It says this in the scriptures in Revelation chapter 10, and think about this in verse number four. When the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven and swear by him that liveth forever and ever who created heaven and the things that therein are and the earth and the things that therein are and the sea and the things that which are therein that there should be time no longer. No more time. You're not going to be late. All you people are late for everything. You ain't going to be late. <laughs> There'll be no more, no more being late. Hey, why? Because they're not keeping time. Amen. I, I got to be careful on that one because I could get myself in trouble with my own family on that one. So anyway, but uh, thank God for that. Hey, just in conclusion, let me say there, there's surely many other reasons and many I'm sure that you would mention of why you're looking forward to heaven. I had some others jotted down, but for sake of time, I'm not gonna, I'll just mention them that, that I'm looking forward to heaven because my faith is gonna be made sight and my hope's gonna be fulfilled. Amen. That which I've looked forward to, it's gonna come to fruition. Amen. Looking forward to that. Hey, uh, another reason why I'm looking forward to heaven, I get to see a mansion. I'm gonna live in a mansion. All the millionaires out there, they think they, got, they ain't got nothing on us. Amen. <laughs> We're going to have a mansion our own, every one of us. Amen. Another reason I'm looking forward to heaven is I'm going to get to give honor and glory and praise to the one that deserves it. Amen. Face to face. What a day that's going to be. As I said, we, we talk and we teach and we preach a lot on sin and on hell. And it can get discouraging at times. We got to remember, we got to keep our eyes focused that we can be encouraged that the destination is what we need to keep our eyes on. Where are we going to one day? We're going to heaven. Amen. And heaven is a wonderful place.